Show podcast, part of the Off The Ball Network. As always, so grateful that you chose me to listen to today or whenever you're listening to it. So, it, it it's big news. The first domino has officially fallen. It's been in, the, in talks for about maybe the last week or so. Um, as we've gotten closer and closer, it's been more of a not necessarily a for sure thing but definitely it's no longer a surprise at this point i I will say that it's no longer a surprise the announcement that was made today and again it was the first of first domino of five that i i see happening between today and probably i'd say about thursday afternoon uh the big 10 has officially announced that they are canceling their football season for this fall now, whether or not that those student athletes will gain another year of eligibility remains unseen. It would be kind of dumb and idiotic and a little shady for them not to grant them that extra year of eligibility. But again, nothing has actually been put out yet. Now, with the Big Ten doing this, the Pac-12 is believed to follow suit. Um, as of right now, recording this, the Pac-12 still has not announced they're canceling their football season. But again very it it had been rumored and i think it had been reported by somebody that whatever the big 10 decided to do the back 12 would follow suit regardless whether they cancel the season or continue to play so with the big 10 being the first one the pac 12 obviously um expected to follow suit shortly you know within the next i'm surprised they haven't reported it yet in the next day or so um reports according to dan patrick his Twitter account uh, or their official Twitter account. He says the ACC and the Big 12 are on the fence as expected and even more as expected for ridiculous reasons. The SEC is trying to get teams to join them for the season so they can actually play, which I think is completely stupid, completely asinine, completely selfish, and uh, it's just following, but it, it is following with everything that the South has it everybody in that region is is doing they're, they're completely disregarding everything that is happening they're disregarding the fact that people are dying you know and and i understand that it is a 0.003 percent death rate of all the people that get it i i understand that that is a good thing i i agree that you know it could be a lot worse but also at the same time Yes, it is a 0.003 death rate, but when we have over 5 million confirmed cases, that is still a lot of people. When you have other countries, especially New Zealand, they've had 100 straight days of zero confirmed cases. Countries who their leaders are believing in science are putting their trust in science and, you know, going off of what the scientists say and recommend it's a big deal especially in 2020 we're not in the dark ages we're not in the you know pre-renaissance where uh uh, if you think the earth revolved around the sun you were ostracized and you were wanted to they wanted to kill you for going against the church it's freaking 2020 scientists know what they're talking about and when they don't know what they're talking about they can admit that they don't know and they will get back with you with an answer that's all science is is a hypothesis you do an experiment 
and either it proves your hypothesis or it gives you good evidence leaning toward that your hypothesis or your theory is true or it debunks your hypothesis hypothesis and you go back to square one and you try again the fact that we have so many people in this country in a leadership position who refuse to listen to science because they feel it is not good for them because it makes them look bad because it makes things look worse. It's completely irresponsible. In an ESPN article written by Adam Rittenberg and Mark Slavik, 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 I'm sorry. Um, he they wrote that there's two things that college football teams and conferences did not want to do or did not want to be. They didn't want to be the first team or conference to cancel the season and now they don't want to be the last within reason i agree with what they're saying but within reason because as i just said it is expected that that the sec will be the last team to give in and cancel their season just based on where they're at and and their demographics and who they support and, and all that that's a given if they wait two three four weeks to make the decision, then yes, it looks bad. But with the Big Ten canceling, the Pac-12 expected to be right behind them. If the the ACC and Big 12 end up canceling theirs within the next two or three days, if all schools cancel their seasons by the end of the week, no matter who's last, they don't look bad. They don't. It will have looked like a you know a concerted effort that hey we did everything that we could. We tried everything to have a season, but with the current pandemic and no cure and and the social distance, not being able to social distance, because if you look at baseball right now, baseball is, is hurting. Yes, it's on, they're playing, but how many games have already been canceled due to COVID-19 positive tests? Because you have, at, at the very least, at least the NBA, they're in a bubble. They're in a bubble, it's just them, no outside contact. You know, if they have to go home for emergency reasons, I think like Zion did or he got hurt. Or somebody went home for a family emergency. They came back automatically quarantined. There are sh- there are still shortcomings to that, but it's still a lot better than what baseball is doing and just having teams fly cross country and travel to other cities and you get into contact. It, it's there's still a lot wrong with it. And, and, and it's not looking good for baseball. I don't think they're going to finish their season. They're not going to be able to. And honestly, I think a lot of this stems from the, the canceling anyways, is what happened last week or, or two weeks ago with the group of Pac-12 players putting their list of demands for the start of the season. You know, they, they demanded for a lot of things. Among them, that was obviously... Um, um, adequate COVID-19 testing and consistent COVID-19 testing that they weren't, you know, they still got the, the medical treatment, even if they got a, a, a very serious injury, even if it's not related to COVID. And they had some things in there that were not directly, rec- actually, they weren't related at all to the coronavirus, which I think is a perfect time to do that. A lot of people disagreed with it, saying, you know, I, I thought this was about the coronavirus and playing during a pandemic. It's clearly not. It's the perfect time to do it. 
Um, pretty soon I'll have an article out on offtheballnetwork.com um, that goes a little bit more into that. I definitely recommend reading it once it's up. But I, I, I do feel bad for the players, though, especially the, the, the bubble players where, you know, there might be fourth to seventh round picks or undrafted free agents going into into the draft next year. They really, really had they're really missing out on an opportunity to showcase their skills and, and really get better and develop and, you know, maybe n- not as drastic as maybe a Joe Burrow jump as he did last year. Because before last season, I think Joe Burrow was projected like a fifth round pick, you know, very raw talent. And based on one season, essentially one season alone, with number one overall draft pick and um, a potential franchise player. A lot of people don't agree, but that, that's irrelevant. The fact that he was able to make that jump off of essentially one year of playing, you know, one season, really shows to the potential that players have and, and them needing a, a college football season. Because players like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, they're done. As soon as, as soon as you know all this settles and there's officially no longer a college football season, they're they're gonna drop out of school and they're gonna hire an agent because they're no longer amateur athletes. They're gonna hire uh, hire an agent and they're gonna start prepping for the combine and the draft. That just makes the most sense. But again, as long as the players who don't go pro, the players like Fields and and Jamar Chase, stuff like that, as long as the ones who don't go pro are able to keep their year of eligibility, which again, I expect them to be able to. But as long as they're able to do that, I don't really think it's going to do too much harm because you get another year of experience. You get a an, an entire year off of you know football activities. Your body gets to recover. And I think in the long run, it's going to be better for them because another year older, another year wiser, and they'll be able to grow from there and really develop into into great players. And and I think that a lot of mid to late round players are going to make that jump, are going to make those improvements and be, you know, potentially first round, if not, you know, solid day two draft picks. That's all I got for you guys today. I know it was a short one. I just want to get on real quick because of, you know, this news was literally got released maybe like an hour ago. Um, so I definitely want to get on here and, and give you guys my thoughts. I definitely want to hear you guys' thoughts on Twitter at FNC Pod, Facebook and Instagram, Football and Show Podcast. Um, if you don't know already, I'm part of a new sports podcast network called Off the Ball Network, started by Chris LeBron. He is the president, head honcho. You can find him on Twitter and all social media platforms off the ball pod. Uh, my boy Mo is is the VP. Jeff also is the other VP. Um, I've written a few articles for the website. Two of them are up right now. The other one hopefully will be up by the end of the day. I definitely go recommend checking that out. And I definitely want to know what you guys think of everything I had to say. Keep in touch. Keep responding. Let's stay active. Thank you so much for listening, guys.